0: Christmas time is right around the corner and this is my favorite time of the year. I wanted to make you aware of one of the resources that you can get through the No Higher Calling shop and that is Great Hymns for Growing Hearts Christ the Savior is Born. This is a beautiful 4-week Advent hymn study that teaches the story behind four beloved Christmas carols. While singing the carols together as a family, you'll learn more about the character of God through heart-probing questions discussion prompts, family activities, and more. This is an Advent resource that you will want to add to your family lineup as you seek to prepare your hearts and homes for Christmas and keep christ center in all that you do this holiday season. Find this resource at www.knowhighercalling.org. Thanks for joining me again on the No Higher Calling podcast. Today we are continuing on in our Psalm 23 Bible study, and I can hardly believe that we are closing this chapter down. We are coming to the end of Psalm 23, um, but we still have three episodes this month, November and December, so there is still much more that the Lord has for us as we dig into really just this last portion of the psalm. But this study has just been such a blessing to my heart, and I really pray the same for you. Um, As we've said time and time again, it's a very familiar passage, but God's Word is living and it's always fresh. God always has something new to teach us. And really, I think the overarching thing that this deep dive really this year into Psalm 23 has done for me is to just give me a renewed love, and gratitude for our shepherd, Jesus Christ. Because as we've studied through this and seen the just constant, ever-present, just tender, loving care of our shepherd, um, kind of in contrast to the stubbornness, the foolishness, um, the just complete ignorance of the sheep, um, it just, it has once again, made me realize how thankful I am for the Lord, for his working in my life, for him going before me, for him leading me to paths of righteousness, for him uh, making me to lie down by still waters, all of these different things. It's been such a comfort to my heart. Um, So I pray that it's been the same thing for you. We are going to start out, as we always do, here in just a second, reading through Psalm 23. If you have not listened to all the past episodes, um, you'll find that every month in 2023, I have been just word by word really working our way through this psalm. So if you've missed any of those, you want to go back and get them because really, You need all of it to get the full picture of what God is trying to teach us through this psalm. So I hope you've been following along. If you haven't, go back and listen to those. And like I've been saying in each one, the foundational thing that you just, you have to have settled in your life if you're going to build upon, um, you know, to have a strong foundation to build upon when we come to this psalm. You need to know, as Psalm 23 1 says, that the Lord is your shepherd. Um, You need to have your salvation settled. So, if you are listening in and you have any doubts or you have never um, confessed your sin and trusted in Christ's completed work on the cross to save you from that sin and the judgment that comes with it, if you do not know that heaven is your home and you have that eternal security, if you do not have a relationship, a personal, intimate relationship, with Jesus Christ. That is what you need to get settled first and foremost. Um, I hope that you have someone in your life that you can talk to, um, a trusted, uh, you know, mature Christian believer that you can go to. If not, I would love nothing more than to share what Jesus Christ has done for me and what he desires to do for you. You can email me at nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. Um, But if you do not know 100% bedrock in your soul that the Lord is your shepherd, Um, You want to get that settled today. Don't wait. Don't even finish this podcast episode. I give you permission to turn off my voice and to get this settled between you and your shepherd. It's the greatest decision that you will ever make with your life. Um, But continuing on, once we know the shepherd as ours, once uh, I am his and he is mine, um, there is so much more to that relationship. You know, I think sometimes when we think of salvation, We think of it as this one-time act um, but salvation is, yeah, it, it it is that. It is that moment of trusting Christ and accepting Christ. And I'm thankful that I can look back in my past and say, this is the moment that I did that. Um, but my relationship with Christ was not a one-time experience. Um, our pastor that we had in the States talked about salvation not being a past experience, but being a present possession. Um, this is a continuing thing. God is is working in my life, in my heart, teaching me, correcting me, guiding me. And that's what we see um, in in this shepherd with his sheep. He didn't just purchase the sheep and then throw them in his field and say, okay, well, you're mine now. So we're all good. No, every day he is lovingly tending, uh, working amidst his sheep. And we're going to see that really today as we look at this phrase, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. We're going to see that ever present working of the shepherd in the midst of his sheep. And we're going to parallel that to really the bigger picture that God is trying to give us through the human penman, David, um, that our heavenly shepherd is doing a work, a continual work, a moment-by-moment a moment work in our lives. So let's read Psalm 23 together, um, and then we will jump in. If you're somewhere where you have your Bible, I'd love for you to follow along with me. The Bible says that mine eye affecteth mine heart. But if you do not have your Bible, if you're driving or you know doing all the things that we do while we listen to podcasts, folding laundry, whatever it is, um, I will read it for you, and you can just listen along. In our last episode, we looked at that portion, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And I already said today we're looking at Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. We're going to finish out studying through verse five. So we're going to kind of dig in and okay, what is David talking about here? What does God want us to glean from Thou anointest my head with oil? My cup runneth over. And again, I think really as we try to get some of the context of the time, of shepherding, of history, what exactly this is talking about, it'll give us a greater insight into some of these things. So I've been using the book A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23 by W. Philip Keller in some of my study, and he was a shepherd, just like David was a shepherd. And I think that God, as God used David to be the human penman, when God was giving and inspiring these words to David to write— David could so closely understand and relate with these illustrations of the things that shepherds do because he was a shepherd. Um, So it is very interesting to me as I've been reading um, this other book from a shepherd, from a shepherd's perspective, a modern day shepherd, so a little bit of a different twist, um, but connecting modern day shepherding with shepherding of ancient times, um, and just giving a deeper revelation here of what God talks about. It's really helped open my eyes to some things. So I want to talk a little bit here, pulling some of the information out of this book that he shares about why anointing heads with oil. Uh, what is, what are they talking about? What Why would you do that to a sheep? What is the importance of this? Um, And I think sometimes these phrases we just come to and we don't fully understand, and so we just kind of brush past it, but there's depth here. There are riches here. There are gems to mine out um, if we'll do a little bit of the work of digging in. So that's what I've done today. You just get to listen to what I've gleaned. Um, But as I was reading through this book, he was talking about um, that there is a time, usually during the summer, that shepherds called fly time. So these insects, you know, you've got the warmer weather. Here come the flies. We're here in Australia. We're going into our summer. There are flies galore. Uh, Just flies everywhere, and they, you know, they just want to land on your face and in your eyes. And my poor baby. Every time we go out hiking, and she's in the little pack. I feel like I just need to stand behind my husband. He carries her uh, since I'm waddling these days, (laughs) Um, and I feel like I need to just fan the flies away from her face because they're always just trying to land on her. I don't know if she's. Extra sweet or something, but they seem to like the baby of the family more than anybody else. Um, but that's what the sheep were having this problem. The sheep are out in the field. It's summertime. It's hot. And here come the flies. And the flies are causing really serious issues for these sheep. It's causing the sheep to live in misery. Why? Um, You know, there are of several different types of flies he mentions. There's warble flies, bot flies, heel flies, nose or nasal flies, deer flies, black flies, mosquitoes, gnats, and other winged parasites. That are just so prevalent during this time of year. And he says in the book that these little flies buzz about the sheep's head, attempting to deposit their eggs on the damp mucous membranes of the sheep's nose. If they are successful, the eggs will hatch in a few days to form small, slender, worm like larvae. They work their way up the nasal passages into the sheep's head. They burrow into the flesh and there set up an intense irritation accompanied by severe inflammation. I know that's really gross. Really gross, but it's fact, and it'll give us some context, so bear with me here. Continuing on, it says, For relief from this agonizing annoyance, sheep will deliberately beat their heads against trees, rocks, posts, or brush. They will rub them in the soil and thrash around against woody growth. In extreme case of intense infestation, a sheep may even kill itself in a frenzied endeavor to gain respite from the aggravation. Often, advanced stages of infection from these flies will lead to blindness. So, it was just amazing to me to get that deeper context of the problem that these sheep are having. And then, okay, so let's take that information that we have and let's couple it with what on earth does that have to do with anointing? the head with oil. So what the shepherd would do during this fly time is he would apply this antidote, this oil to the heads of the sheep. Um, he says he preferred a, a remedy of linseed oil and sulfur and tar, but it was basically this concoction which they would smear all over the sheep's nose and head as protection against the flies. And he says what an incredible transformation this would make among the sheep. Once the oil had been applied to the sheep's head, there was an immediate change in behavior. Gone was the aggravation, gone the frenzy. Gone the irritability and the restlessness instead the sheep would start to feed quietly again then soon lie down in peaceful contentment now comparing that portion of what I just read to what we read earlier about these sheep thrashing about beating their heads on anything they could find even to the point of death almost we see a huge contrast in the temperament in in the behavior of the sheep and what is the pivotal factor what is the thing that made such a difference between the two different drastic behaviors of the sheep it was the application of this oil and he goes on to say that this is process that had to be repeated. It was not a one and done. They couldn't smear the oil on and say, okay, you're good for the rest of fly time. No, this was something that they needed a fresh application to make this an effective antidote against these pests. They needed it continually. They needed that fresh application, that renewed applying of this antidote to keep them to keep them safe, to keep them um, at peace, to keep them non-affected by these parasites, by these invaders, by these things that we're seeking to cause them so much misery. And so we we hear all of that and then we think, okay, that's interesting. What does that have to do with me? What does that have to do with my life? What are these flies and worms and all this crazy stuff have to do with me today? Um, And as I was studying this, you know, oil throughout the Bible often symbolizes the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And uh John fourteen twenty-six says, But the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. And then John sixteen, thirteen says, Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. The Bible has much to say about the Holy Spirit, about the comforter that Christ promised to send to us and does give us upon salvation. And you know, this is an interesting um, an interesting thing when we talk about the Holy Spirit, sometimes I feel like, at least for me personally, out of the Trinity, out of the triune God, we've got God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Sometimes God the Holy Spirit can feel like the more um, unknown one, the more ambiguous one, which is really kind of interesting because he's the one that indwells us. He is the one that when we accept Christ in salvation, um, it says that the comforter will come, the Holy Spirit will come upon us, will illumine God's word to us, will work in our lives, will convict. So he is kind of this ever-present one. Um, But it seems like often in my own mind and understanding, I can comprehend God the Father. I can comprehend God the the sun, but God, the Holy spirit feels a little bit more difficult to understand. I know that with my children, we've been having some conversations recently about the Trinity. And you know, I, I, Come to that topic and think, oh well, they're children. It's just kind of one of those things that it's difficult to understand. Um, but the reality is, I'm 31 years old, and it's difficult for me to understand um, how God can be three in one um, and all of that deep theological stuff, which I'm actually not going <laughs> to dive into today. Um, but just kind of hitting that highlight. Um, you know, I it is important to realize the Holy Spirit's work in our life and the the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit here. You know, it's really interesting. If the oil symbolizes the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that's where we make this parallel. That's where we're going to make the application. So these sheep are affected by all of these different flies and parasites and different bugs, and they need the renewed, fresh anointing from the shepherd of the oil to protect them. And as soon as they get that, their hearts are at peace. Gone is the anxiety. Gone is the panic and the fear. Their hearts are at peace. And in the same way, with this oil symbolizing the work of the Holy Spirit, we need the daily anointing of the Spirit in our lives. We need that fresh application. We need that renewed love, that renewed intensity You know, the purposes of the oil for the sheep are are medicinal, um, they're their nourishment, their protection. And that's the same thing that the Holy Spirit does for us. You know. There are many hurts that we receive in life. Now, it doesn't come from flies and things like that, like these sheep. Um, there are often times in our life where um, we are hurt by others. Oftentimes, we are hurt by others who claim to to know and love Christ. Um, you know, it could be church hurt. It could be hurt from a Christian friend. And that can be very difficult and confusing to navigate through. But um you know as I was studying this the Holy Spirit is the one that comforts us that helps us navigate through those things um that helps us to be able to reconcile with the reality that you know we are sinners saved by grace and everyone else around us um that knows Christ is a sinner saved by grace, or they are a sinner condemned in their own sinfulness. Um, and the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to move past those hurts without bitterness, um, to have a forgiving spirit. And that is one of the works that the Holy Spirit does in our life. Um, but it is so important that we remember that just like these sheep, this anointing is not a one and done. You know, I open my Bible I read it today and that's good. That's going to carry me for the next month. Or I go to church Sunday and I hear a sermon preached and I'm good for the week. No, we need the fresh application. We need to have our heads anointed with oil uh, continually, a continual work. And you know, it was really interesting to me as I thought about this and as I was studying in some different things, where does the shepherd place the oil? He places the oil on the sheep's head. And in the same way, really, the Holy Spirit works in our minds. In you know, the Bible talks about In 1 Corinthians, casting down imaginations. Um, In Romans, it talks about the renewing of your mind. You know, our minds can often want to go a different way than what our hearts truly know to be truth, um, I know my mind does often, and I have to work to keep Christ on the throne of my mind. But this is a work that the Holy Spirit uh, desires to do within us. This is not a work that we can do on our own. We need His power. We need this anointing to do that. But as this oil is symbolizing the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we we picture that oil being applied to the head of the sheep. We can picture the work of the Holy Spirit occurring in our minds, keeping us stayed on Christ in all of our thoughts. Something else that I thought of as I was studying through this is just the truth that to be there in the moment when the sheep need the anointing, the shepherd has to be ever present in their midst, observing with loving care. So we talked about earlier how God, our shepherd, Christ, our shepherd does not Um, just save us and leave us. He is always at work in our lives, often in times where we cannot see what He's doing. Sometimes we feel alone, we feel forsaken, we wonder, are you there? Do you see what I'm going through, Lord? Um, But He is. He is ever-present. He is omniscient. He is all-knowing. He is all-powerful. And He sees all things. I know with my children, we've been studying through the book of Esther recently. And, you know, just, I, it's a common story. I've heard it really all of my life. But going through that again with them and realizing. The situation that Esther was in. And you know, the name of the Lord is not given once in the book of Esther. But yet you see his hand so clearly woven through everything. But you know, we get the hindsight perspective. We get to look back on the story, knowing the beginning and the end, and be like, Esther, it is so clear. It is so evident that God is weaving every single detail for his glory and for your good. But Esther did not get that luxury. Uh, Esther was living moment to moment. She was living it out, not knowing the end from the beginning, not knowing what was going to happen. I'm sure wondering why am I here? What is going on? Why am I chosen? Um, so just so much there in that story. And yet she trusted, she obeyed, she followed God, and God was able to use her in such a mighty way. But I think the book and the story of Esther is a beautiful testament to this truth. The the reality. That whether it's like other books of the Bible where God's name is just all over it, it is so evident that He is present and in the midst working. You know, there are other Bible stories where it feels like He is not so present, and yet He is. We see that. Uh, We see that in the life of Joseph. Um, You know, we see time and time again where, you know, again, from our perspective, we're like, Joseph, hang in there. God is with you. God is with you. Um, But it may not have felt like that at all all the time for Joseph. Um, But remember that, friend, wherever you are in your life, whether the hand of God is so evidently in yours, walking step by step, or whether you feel like you are completely alone, like God has forsaken you and he has no idea what you're going through. And even if he did, does he care? I know our hearts Bring those questions. I know there have been seasons where I have to fight the doubts. I have to fight that. Um, but He is there. And the Bible tells us over and over um, so many examples of His working in our life. And I loved that nugget of truth gleaned from this. Again, that in order to anoint the head with oil in the time, of need the shepherd has to be present he has to be involved um, and again because this is a fresh application a continual renewing the shepherd has to know when did you get it uh, when do you need it again the shepherd has to be watching has to be observing i'm assuming that as the oil would start wearing off here come the flies but the shepherd sees that the shepherd knows and the shepherd so quickly runs to the aid of his beloved sheep. And that is the same thing that we see in, in our Savior, in our shepherd. And then the last little portion of this verse says that my cup runneth over. You know, this oil isn't just a little a little dose or a tiny bit. Uh, no, the, the cup runneth over. It is so sufficient. It is never exhausted. Um, he continually gives and gives and gives. Um, I have referenced evangelist Scott Pauley before. He has a series on Psalm 23. And I'll actually link it down in the show notes because it's just, it's so good. It's way better than mine, um, but it's great. He's such a wealth of wisdom. But he makes the statement that he, meaning Christ, took my cup of sin so I could take his cup. Of the Holy Spirit's filling. What a trade. What a trade. My cup was full of sin. And it deserved judgment and death and hell for eternity. But Christ took that. And traded me. For a cup full and overflowing. Running over of the Holy Spirit. I will never exhaust the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. He continues to give. He continues to comfort. He continues to empower and enable and give victory over sin and give conquering grace and mercy in my life. And that is just such a beautiful truth and such an amazing truth. Really, as we sum up this verse, looking at this, anointing our heads with oil, and then just delighting in the fact that our cup runneth over god is so sufficient he is all we need and i think sometimes at least in my life uh, when i have needs when i have doubts when i have things that uh, often bring me to my wit's end and i'm just like i've i've read all the books i've listened to all the podcasts i've done you know xyz and i'm still coming up short what is going on mean, um, it's then that the sweet holy spirit just pricks my heart and is like well have you prayed? Have you went to the Bible? Have you done really the most needful thing, the only thing that is going to impact? Because anything that I would glean from any of those other resources comes from that source, comes from God, comes from his wisdom. Every good and perfect gift cometh from above, cometh down from the father of lights. And I, in my own life, am trying to work on When I have a need, when I realize my insufficiency, which I I need to realize that more, honestly, not in a woe is me, pity kind of way, but just in a humbly every day coming to God saying, I don't have what it takes. I don't have what I need, but you do. Holy Spirit fill me give me what I need give me what you want me to have to accomplish what you want me to do this day and I think it's in that attitude in that spirit and that God delights in answering that prayer that's why he gave us the Holy Spirit he wants us to lean on him he wants us to draw from that amazing power source that we have within us and to work out of that work out of that overflow work Work out of that cup running over instead of trying to exhaust ourselves working out of our own emptiness and insufficiency. So that's it today, ladies. That's what I have for you on this uh, episode, Studying Through Thou Anointest, My Head With Oil, My Cup Runneth Over. Uh, look to join me next time. Well, I mean, join me next time on the No Higher Calling podcast. It'll just be a random topic. But next month, on the next uh, Psalm 23 episode, we will be talking about surely goodness and mercy. So I look forward to joining you in that episode and seeing what God has for us in that one. But Until then, I hope that you